Hello and welcome to this MLEX podcast. I'm Laurel Henning, Senior Correspondent, and joining me for today's podcast, dialing in from Melbourne, is Australasian Managing Editor James Paniki. Hello, James. Hello, Laurel. James, come back in time with me to December 2017. (laughs) (laughs) It's that long ago that the Australian government, then led by Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull, called for the country's competition regulator to conduct an inquiry into digital platforms, with particular reference to Facebook and Google. Now here we are, 18 months later, and about to see the final report, which the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission is set to hand to government on June 30th. That final report, the culmination of the widest reaching study of the impact of digital platforms on Australia's media and advertising industries, will make recommendations to government that can then be turned into legislation, should the government decide to do so. The final say here is really with the government on what recommendations get drafted into law and how they might look if that happens. Now, we don't know what will be in that final report, but we have a pretty good idea based on the interim report the ACCC published in December of last year. Those preliminary findings included recommendations that looked at competition issues with calls to update merger laws, as well as calls for greater privacy guarantees and recommendations for the establishment of a digital regulator. James, to get us started, why don't you walk our listeners through those interim recommendations just to make it clear what's on the table? Okay, look, I think the most important takeaway here is that the draft report suggests that Facebook and Google do have substantial market power through their presence across several markets. But there's no evidence that they have abused that substantial market power. But the ACCC nonetheless says that this is an area of concern and that policymakers need to deal with this uh, with this particular um, area. Now, recommendations one and two deal with merger law and how it should be strengthened to respond effectively to M&A involving digital platforms. Recommendation three is about the choice of browser and search engine. The ACCC says that no option is the best option, so no pre-installed browser. Recommendations four and five are about the establishment of a regulatory authority to oversee both advertising on platforms and the platform's use of news. Recommendation six suggests the establishment of a separate independent inquiry into regulatory imbalance. So by that they mean, um, you know, the suggestion that platforms have managed to sidestep the regulation applying to uh, competitors, for example, media outlets, uh, giving the platforms an unfair advantage. Recommendation seven is a takedown standard for copyright infringement. This is something that we've canvassed uh, over the years in a European context, so our listeners would no doubt be familiar with that. Recommendations 8, 9 and 10 cover a range of privacy issues. Finally, recommendation 11 is a proposal to make unfair contract terms illegal. And at the end of these recommendations, there's plenty of uh, soul-searching on the issue of how best to support quality news. And that has become quite a sensitive area because, as as you know, News Corp, the publisher that owns the majority of Australian newspapers, has been campaigning strongly against the platforms. And its submissions to the ACCC have been, uh, you know, very blunt, uh, very assertive, uh, and some of their arguments appear to be cutting through. Yeah, some of them are even almost sort of word for word, almost in that interim report, which is really interesting. We'll get we'll get further into that in a little bit. To come here, um, before we get much further, James, you've summarised the 11 recommendations in a sort of chart-topping rundown there from the ACCC's <laughs> interim report. What I notice even more starkly now on hearing that list is... Okay, perhaps the digital regulator recommendation might address this in some way because it looks at algorithms, it, it could look at algorithms, it could look at the ranking of news, 
which obviously affects views and affects competition in the long run. But it's only, it seems to me, it's only really recommendation six. If you think about what this uh, inquiry was meant to look at, competition, the impact of Facebook and Google, of digital platforms on competition in the media and advertising industry. It's really only recommendation six that looks at the ways in which digital platforms and traditional media are treated differently under current laws and the effect that that might have on competition and sort of the survival of Australian media. So I think it's interesting that the one recommendation that you would think could actually help journalism is the one that sort of kicks it into the long grass because it's just calling for a further review. This, um, on the one hand, could be, uh, you know, mission creep on the part of the ACCC, but the terms of reference are really vague or broad enough to allow it to do this. So it has clearly moved well and truly beyond that initial uh, initial remit of uh, journalism, and it's moved into uh, different areas. Now, whether or not that's a good or a bad thing, I don't know, but that is simply uh, what has happened. And then I'd say the most concrete measures in the report are probably almost the first and second on M&A. They aren't really about boosting journalism. They kind of are about competition because they're about about merger law. Anyway, yes, perhaps that's a good thing. It shows how varied and changing the digital industry is um, with that wide remit. And, and I bet it's changed even in the time this report has been drafted. But it perhaps also suggests that this inquiry was a starting point for further review rather than a starting point for new laws. Yes, indeed. Um, and it should, you know, perhaps need, more discussion is needed. Yes, it's interesting because sceptics had said back in 2017 that by the time the final report was handed down, uh, its findings would have been superseded by the reality of the evolving landscape, um, that it would be totally out of date, it would be stillborn in that sense. Now, that prediction uh, has proven to be wrong in the sense that the world's eyes are very much... Uh, focused on this final report, which is essentially why we're talking about it today, why it's still very relevant. I think it is important, it is politically sensitive, uh, and it is sensitive in terms of what it means for regulation around the world. But Laurel, given that you've mentioned the M&A recommendations, you've been looking into this particular uh, area. What did the draft report have to say on that front? So first of all, it's about the wording of merger laws. The ACCC wants to include the idea of a potential competitor when it is reviewing deals. That's something that tech companies say the ACCC can and should already consider. Um, but the ACCC wants this spelt out. We should say that the ACCC's fears here are that any forward-looking decision it might make about tech acquisition might ultimately not be supported by the courts. And uh, the example that's often used is Facebook's acquisition of Instagram back in uh, 2012, a billion US dollars at the time, money extremely well spent, according to sceptical regulators. Uh, it is difficult difficult to imagine how, if that had uh, ended up before the courts, how uh, any regulator would have been able to justify the blocking of that acquisition back in 2012. Mm. I was actually speaking with Facebook about this just this week. And at the time that Instagram was bought, um, I was given sort of a really good sort of landscape of what how it looked at the time. And it, it, it was one of, let's say, six to eight digital platforms um, and social media applications that allowed users to share photos or videos with one another and that had a user base of somewhere around 35 million. So it was not alone in the market. And just to give some examples, there was Social Cam, which had around 36 million um, users, Snapbucket, 20 million, Flickr, 75 million. It wasn't that Instagram was this clear unicorn standout media platform, but it's the one that Facebook bought. 
And whether it would have grown to compete with Facebook, we'll never know. But apart from Flickr in that list that I've given, just a shorter list, I'd never heard of the other examples <laughs> until that conversation. I'm going to go straight and look up Snap Bucket and see what I'm missing out on. I, think. <laughs> I feel like you might, I don't know what you'll find. It's also worth just thinking about how much Instagram has changed post-acquisition. And it's become the second largest social media platform in Australia now. Um, it's gone from a sort of, and I know I've used it the entire time it's existed, it's gone from a photo sharing app focused on what's the best filter for this picture of my brunch to share with my friends to you know a messaging service you can live stream um it's you know chock-a-block full of adverts as well and that's a whole other discussion that we could have let's move uh, our conversation on to the issue of data the accumulation yeah. of data and the market power that comes with that kind of accumulation now, this is something that the yeah. interim report doesn't shy away from, right? Yeah, and just to interject, we're going to have some interesting differences in our pronunciation here. You're going to be a data and I'm a data, but, you know, that's fine. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat, Laurel. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't change. Right, the second part of this change to reviews that the ACCC is pushing would look at how much uh, data and the nature of data that a company acquires when two digital platforms merge. This comes down to, and we'll get more into this when we talk about privacy, but the way in which essentially the way that it's valued, the way in which data is valued. If a company manages to acquire what is seen as a unique data set, then that's a big deal. And that could really lessen competition. But, and this is what uh, digital platforms say, a lot of the data out there now, especially when it comes to advertising, so circling back to that point on advertising we just raised before, it's the same. So having more of it versus what you do with it, these are two very different things and advantages. Um, you can have lots of it, but if you're no good at using it, it's pretty pointless. So in that sense, of course, Facebook and Google not only have a lot of data, but they're very good at how they use it. Um, but they say the ACCC is overvaluing the data that they have access to because lots of businesses can access the same data. They just perhaps don't have the same innovation or engineering behind how they are viewing it. And just the final point on, on mergers, which is, yeah, there are two specific recommendations, but the first one's sort of split into two parts. So the final point would be that there are calls in that December text for Facebook and Google to give, and it's specifically those companies, to give advance warning if they are planning on buying up an Australian company. So this is another interesting one because it's advance notice, sufficient amount of time. Who knows what either of those things means? So would that be worked out in a case-by-case basis. Um, we'd have to see. I don't know what this would mean for Australian startups trying to get bought if the ACCC is making making that more complicated. Um, we talked about that a little bit in our in our last podcast, so listeners should go back and find that. Um, but if these recommendations end up in the final report, further than that, if they become law, it would be the first time that company-specific merger restrictions were put in place like this. I mean, obviously, Australia has measures around protecting mergers and acquisitions with its banks. But we're talking about global technology giants here being targeted by company-specific M&A law. James, another key issue has been the possible introduction of a digital regulator. It's a highly controversial suggestion opposed by the platforms. Why is this a sensitive issue? OK, well, look, what we're talking about are essentially draft recommendations four and five. This is something that the platforms are particularly worried about, not because they think that they'll be able to avoid this wave of regulation that's heading their way, but because they feel that the establishment of a separate regulator, so an industry-specific regulator, uh, is something that uh, could be potentially dangerous for them. And in fact, our subscribers might have seen the story out of our Washington, D.C. Uh, office a couple of months ago that our colleague Max Fillion worked on, which pointed to just how much of a concern this actually is 
uh, for the platforms, or this model is for the platforms. Because, I mean, as the draft report sees, sees it, this regulator would want to examine the platform's algorithms. It would be able to work out how certain news stories are prioritized, for example, how advertising uh, is presented to those logging onto the platforms. And this is getting very, very close to the platform's you know, it's a secret formula. It's, it's like, secret. you know, the yeah, KFC's recipe or, you know, Coca-Cola's <laughs> 100%, recipe. 100%, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that's right. Now, so the, the really big question for us in the lead-up uh, to the release of the final report is whether this proposal of a tailor-made regulator uh, that was included in the draft report and was mentioned several times in the draft report will actually survive or whether the ACCC will dial down this recommendation and suggest something like an expanded role for existing regulators, of which... Uh, there are a few, including the ACCC itself and the widely derided media industry regulator, ACMA, uh, in Australia. Now, Laurel, you've uh, had a chance to chat to some players uh, in Sydney about this. What are people thinking on how uh, this issue will pan out? Oh, there is a wide range of views in this city on this. So some would say the recommendations that are in this interim report are the ones that we'll see perhaps slightly tweaked, but this is basically what we're going to see in the final report. And that would be a call for another regulator. Then you've got the camp in the middle. That camp says, yes, there will be new regulatory powers, but those will be given to an existing regulator. And because the ACCC is influential, um, people see it as a successful regulator, it's got the year of government, probably those powers will go to the ACCC over ACMA, over the media regulator. Then you've got the third and final camp where they might say the government doesn't really have the appetite to go up against the tech companies on what would be a third big issue, actually, when you think it's already uh, the government is already in the bad books of the tech companies, I would say, at this juncture. If you think about the end of last year, we had the encryption laws. We had the abhorrent violent content laws just recently. If we see anything, we'll see a code of conduct approach. But that's really it. That's what that third camp says. Just to throw my own hat in the ring, I reckon this will end up... (laughs) Please (laughs) do. throwing it in. I reckon this will end up being an extension of an existing regulator's powers. Um, And I think that because of looking around the world at this groundswell of, of... a move um, by regulators against tech companies, I think, and to keep them in check. And I do think a regulator will end up having some sort of insight into how digital platforms rank adverts and news, but that that will be um, private. And I think that that will be a regulator that already exists. Okay, that's a very bold uh, prediction. I'll replay this tape to you after the release of the report. And that way we can see whether you'll be you know, Let's do bathed it. in glory or, my hat. or have egg on your face. Yeah, and see what, uh, what state your hat Uh, is actually in. So look, moving on to the privacy considerations of the interim report, we can safely assume that a privacy component of some kind uh, will survive in the final report. What can we expect on that front, do you think? This is really about the bargaining power of the consumer or platform user. The ACCC says there is an unfair balance at the moment between consumers like you and me and Facebook and Google. The ACCC wants to introduce tougher privacy measures because it says consumers are generally not aware of the extent of data that is collected, nor how it is collected, used and shared by digital platforms. And that is because privacy agreements can be long winded. Do any of us read them? And also require take it or leave it terms for users whereby the only option is to hand over data to use the service. Um, The ACCC wants digital platforms to make it clearer what data they are gathering to increase the bargaining power of consumers when it comes to the collection, use, disclosure and erasure 
of data. The regulator says data collection should be automatically switched to off unless we consent otherwise, which I think also opens up a whole bag of bag of things on over notification and over requirements for too many requirements for consent uh, in in the sense that you'll just end up clicking you'll just get a barrage yes. of things yeah and to be fair i mean think about an opening any web page nowadays you used to just search for what you wanted and you went you navigated to the page and now you have to accept cookies or you have to you know open various pop-ups or not and things like that and um it i think it will be more that's what that risks, basically. Yeah, so uh, consumer consumer fatigue in a way where you just say, look, I don't care, I just want to get on with exactly it. Exactly that. The ACCC yeah. is also suggesting that government work with industry to come up with a code of conduct on privacy. On this point, um, Google has said any code of conduct or new privacy rules should apply to data wherever it is held. So it should be economy-wide. Um, what that means is whether our data is held by Google or our local supermarket, it should be subject, or those companies should be subject to the same rules. Uh, James, you've written about an interesting sidebar issue, access of third parties to both Facebook and Google. This is proving to be an interesting one, particularly given that there are Australian companies with skin in the game here. Take me through your recent article on this, please. Okay, um, we've followed two separate unrelated issues involving Australian companies that rely on the services provided by Facebook and Google. And last week I tried to join the dots uh, to work out what the final report of the Digital Platforms Inquiry might mean for these two companies. The first case involved an Australian startup called Unlocked, and we've been following this company's um, vicissitudes both here uh, in Australia and in the UK with our um, wonderful colleague Simon Zakari in London doing the heavy lifting there. And quirkily, that's unlocked without an E. That's unlocked well. without an E. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. That's, how, that's how cool uh, this company that's was. That's how the cool kids spell their company it's, names. It's, yeah. yeah, it's now in receivership, so probably not that cool anymore. Oh, but not look, that cool. <laughs> in, in a few words, Unlocked provided an app that made advertising appear on the screens of mobile phones using Google's Android operating system. So in return for in-kind payments, a phone user would uh, allow an advertisement to appear on his or her phone uh, at the time of unlocking the phone, hence the uh, the name Unlocked. Um, and in order to provide this service, though, Unlocked relied on the goodwill of two uh, Google services, Google Play, which is the app retail outlet, and AdMob, which is the service that provides the advertising to third parties. It all went well uh, until it didn't, in the sense that eventually Google decided that it no longer wanted to allow Unlocked to continue. The circumstances of that decision now being hotly contested. Uh, and things ended up in court, both here in Australia and in the UK. Both court cases have now been abandoned. And I think Unlocked's um, administrators would uh, concede that their only hope is now an ACCC inquiry into the circumstances of the company's demise. Um, and that um, that inquiry, that probe is currently underway. And what did the, the December interim report have to say about these issues? Well, I mean, obviously, it, I mean, it said nothing um, uh, about the specific case, but the draft report did raise a number of red flags about tech companies controlling the platform on which the platforms themselves uh, were competing with third parties. Now, the quote from the interim report is this. In terms of advertising services, digital platforms could seek to maximise their own profits rather than optimise outcomes for advertisers and websites. Uh, the report goes on to say that the platforms may do this by favouring their own inventory while also favouring their own advertising services by excluding rival suppliers of advertising from other products. And as an example, the draft report mentions refusing rival advertising apps access to the Google Play Store. So 
what that means is that the draft report is um, is ident- It's really going to the heart of the anti-competitive behaviour alleged by Unlocked in its court uh, submissions. Although those allegations, we should point out, those allegations were never actually tested in court. And the other company you looked uh, you looked into is Sked social owned by Australian software company Dialogue Consulting. Um, Its problem was a bit different. It was an issue of access to Facebook, right? Yeah, that's right. Sked, uh, formerly known as um, Schedugram or Schedugram for our UK listeners, is a company uh, helping to manage people's social media posting. So if, uh, for example, you um, don't want to develop content for publication at specific times on Instagram or Facebook, but your company obviously needs a, a social media profile, you can hand your login details to Sked and they'll do the job for you. Now, that service was being provided uh, without too many problems over the years until Facebook decided to deny Dialog all access to its site. Now, why that actually happened? Well, we don't know. There's a lawsuit in the Federal Court of Australia. Uh, Facebook has been hit by an injunction that forces it to grant SCED access to its services at least until the lawsuit is over. But again, the issue comes down to whether Facebook and the uh, Facebook-owned Instagram could be seen as attempting to squeeze out a rival, given that Instagram is now, according to court documents, is now apparently planning to provide a similar scheduling service uh, itself. Now, the ACCC says uh, it's finding uh, that the platforms hold market power. It doesn't equate to proof of an abuse of that market power. So we're all clear on that. But the draft report does say that a company such as Facebook could Um, and I'm quoting, maintain or advance its position by restricting or undermining its rival's ability to compete rather than by offering a more attractive product. And that's where things are at uh, at the moment. And look, Laurel, I'm conscious of the time, but are there any other big topics likely to get a mention over the coming month, do you think? I think listeners should expect some examination of how regulators can better tackle fake news and the quality of news and journalism and questions or recommendations to be raised on the dominance or choice, lack thereof, um, of browsers. We, we talked about that at the top of the podcast. Um, we've really focused on three issues here today, but this is a really wide-reaching report and it goes way beyond just competition, which could as, as we talked about at the beginning, could get us into a whole other conversation, really. But as you mentioned, James, the ACCC has so far been very shy on saying anything concrete about actual abuse of market power. That's right, although it's saying that the potential for abuse is definitely there and those are certainly fighting words from the ACCC. So there's going to be a lot of rest to unpack in the coming weeks. This report is scheduled to be handed to government by June 30th and then it's up to the government to make the final paper public. As soon as it is, we'll have the latest for you. But for now, James, thanks for speaking with me today. A pleasure as always. You can find some of our coverage of the topics discussed today wherever you found this podcast. Please subscribe to the MLEX podcast for all the latest from our colleagues around the world. For now, from James Paniki in Melbourne and me, Laurel Henning in Sydney, goodbye. Goodbye.